It's a good day to be alive. Man, worship was awesome. I love when we get lost in him. Oh. Brent and Sharon send their love from Alberta. They're, they've been ministering this last weekend with Stacey Campbell um, in Calgary area, and now they're heading all over the place for weeks. We will, they're with us in heart and spirit, but they're going to be gone for a bit, just ministering all over the place. So we just keep them in prayer. Let's just open up in prayer. Lord Jesus, we just thank you. Thank you, Lord, that you're always here. Lord, I thank you that we, even just this worship, just is realigning us just to your presence and to who you are. And Lord, we just put all our focus on you even right now. Lord God, we just thank you that heaven is at hand and it's here. And so, Lord, we have expectation, Lord God, that you are moving and changing us and want to touch us and fill us, transform us today, God. That we would leave here just excited for what you're doing in our own lives and those around us. Amen. I'm stalling because uh, the Lord uh, changed my message during worship. Um, and this is the cool thing about God is that I'll tell you something. If you're willing to actually say what he wants you to say or do what he wants to do, he will use you. That's just a plug for Jesus right now. If you want to get more prophetic, want to see more healings, then you actually have to follow when he says it. He loves obedience. He loves obedience, even over sacrifice. Come on. I think that's in the Bible somewhere, right? So this week's been an interesting week for this body here, right? Yesterday we got to celebrate D Dean Morrow's life, and we're still celebrating it. There's, I'm thankful there are some family members here. We honor his son, Matt, over there, and I think my son Michaela's somewhere in here, and his parents, and over here, and his niece over here, and others. Um, we, he's part of our family, right? And so we, we, we celebrate, but we're also saddened, right? But we choose, like I shared yesterday, if you were at the celebration of life, we choose to honor his life by going after more of Jesus, Right? Who also knows we're very connected to Bethel, and somebody uh, very connected to Bethel, Benny Johnson, Bill Johnson's wife, passed away a few days ago, and so we've lost some people to glory this week, so the Lord just said we didn't lose nobody, they moved to glory, heaven gained, and right, but we honor the, their lives, but what do we do in this, Right? This is the thing. We have to choose to stay focused on what God is doing and not allow the enemy to take anything out of this, but actually the opposite is that we're just going to take ground, right? If you know even the history of Bethel, Bethel Redding, that we're very connected to, years and years ago, Bill started, they, the church was going after, taking, going after cancer, and his own dad passed away from cancer. And I'm not going to get the whole story, but I'll tell you, they, you, they chose to rise up and say, you know what, we may have lost, he may have, he may have gone by cancer, but we're going to make the devil pay. And I know numerous, I know personally numerous, numerous people that have actually gone and been touched and seen cancer eradicated. So I'm telling you, just wait, there's going to be another wave coming out of Bethel going after cancer after this week, right? But we're going to do the same thing, right? So in worship, the Lord just said, remind my people how good I am. I know I shared this, I don't even know if it was last time, so I might just go over some things, I don't know. I have no notes right now. 
but we have to declare his goodness in this hour. Because I'll tell you this week, I was like, and I'm going to just be honest, we have to be honest, because the kingdom, the walk of salvation, the walk of, of, of a believer is reality. It's a relationship with Jesus, right? And good, you know what? Jesus is not scared of us asking questions. He likes it, actually. And I, I, I'll tell you, on Monday, I was fighting with the Lord. I was not happy. We stood here Sunday morning last week declaring that Dean was going to make it on here, this earth. And we believed it. And I still believe it. We did our part. But we trust God. And that's what he asked me on Monday. He goes, I was, I was like wrestling with this. I'm like, Lord, I don't understand. And he says, do you trust me, Kevin? And I'll tell you that when you trust him, it shifts everything. I'll tell you it changed everything. Because as soon as I got my focus off, because you know what I really was dealing with is my own issue. That I didn't have understanding. Right? I'm like, I don't get it, God. And God's like, that's okay. Do you trust me? It's the moments when we say we trust and when we don't understand, I believe, is where we gain faith. Right? Because the Word of God says in Romans 8, 28, verse 30 to 32, it says, And we know that in all things work together for what? Good of those who love God. To those who are, who are the who are the called according to his purposes. Sorry, they don't have it up because they don't have my, my verses. For whom we before knew, he also predestined to be comforted, conformed to the image who of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, who, whom he predestined, these he called. Whom he called, these he also justified. And whom he justified, these he also glorified. But, what, when he, but then shall we say in these things, if God is what? For us, then who can be against us. But he who did not spare his own son, come on, but delivered him up for all of us, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Right, Dan. He bankrupt heaven for us. So when we have questions and we start not understanding, we have to remember his goodness. Come on. His goodness is that he sent his only son to save us who were once what? Sinners, but now what? We're saved. Those who are saved by grace, and if you're not, talk to us. God's, you accept Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, and we become what? Saints. Come on, people. We are no longer sinners. We're saints, which changes the mindset. It has to. It has to shift our minds over and saying, we're re renewing our mind to trusting the Lord. Why? Because in all things, he works together for the good of those who love God. Right? Romans 8, 28. No, well, in the Passion, I, I should have read that first. So we are convinced that every detail of our lives is continually what? Woven together for good. Come on. We have to actually believe that. When I, I constantly will say that quite often, but you have to believe it because that is actually the walk. Because a lot of us actually believe and say we believe, and I'm not, I'm not going to convince, this is positive, that God heals. But we actually need to have a transformed mind that actually totally believes it. Right? We actually have to get to the point where I 
I'm a little crazy, so I, uh, I love reading, like, the old greats. Like, I've been, I've been studying Smith, Wig- Smith Wigglesworth again and those guys, right? John G. Lake. And they got to a point where they're just, there is no other answer but healing. Like, in the natural. Like, people passed. They didn't see everyone healed. But their answer was they're going to go to till the, till the moment that last breath is. They stand on the Word of God that says that he paid the price so that we could see healing on earth today, the heaven on earth today. And I'll tell you, there's, we just mentioned Benny, Dean, those people want us to stand up in this hour and keep believing that. That is what's actually going to bring glory to Jesus, and it's going to honor those that passed. But we actually have to rise up in this hour and even make us almost uh, push us to another level and say, I'm sick and tired of not actually seeing what I, I know the Word of God says. Because our theology is based on this and not on experience. So if somebody asks you, because I've been asked, I don't understand you guys believe in healing, but Dean passed away this week. The Word of God says he still heals today, and that's my answer to you. I don't have an answer, and I don't actually need one. I don't. And as believers... Because we actually believe in heaven and we believe that God is real and that we actually have eternal life, we know where he is. And he ain't worried. And I'm telling you, if you actually study, uh, we know we're called to raise the dead, right? If you actually study raising the dead, um, it is very hard to get Christians back. It's very, if you, I, I've done it. I love, I love this stuff. So you go study of people that have raised the dead. It is very hard to get Christians back. You, you think it's pretty obvious why, right? They don't want to come back. No. I don't, I'm not going to get into it this morning, but I've experienced things that I didn't want to come back from, which changed my entire life in two, the year 2000. So, le, like, literally, you don't want to come back if you don't have to. It is better than anything here. But I'll tell you, the ones that are in, not in a good place, <laughs> they're a lot easier to get out. No, it's true. If you study, I, I, I've studied, I, very rarely do you have believers raised from the dead. Very, very, very rarely. Can I get some water, please? Thanks. Hebrews eleven six says this, but without faith, it is impossible to believe, please him, for he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Diligently seek him. We need to go after him. If we want to move in power and if we want to see miracles happen, we have to actually set our gaze upon him. I love it. I was hanging out with a buddy, Stephen, over there this week, and that's what we were talking about. Is that so often we, we don't keep our gaze upon him. We look to the left, we look to the right, we get caught up, and we want to sit around and figure out oh, what, what, what didn't work. Don't, we don't need to worry about that. That's not actually that we don't own the past. We go forward. Today we say we rise up in faith. Today we'll, we'll, we'll pray again and say, God, you are good. You are good, God. James 1, 12 to 18 says, If your faith remains strong, even while surrounded by life difficulties, you will continue to experience the untold blessings of God. Can we, I'm going to read that again. If your faith remains strong, even while surrounded by life's difficulties... You guys, we honor the king of glory when we trust him, 
when the waves are going crazy. <laughs> and, he's, and we're wondering, what are you doing, Jesus? You're sleeping on the bottom of the boat right now. Come on. We have to remember when we hear those stories uh, 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 and read those t- the testimony of, of the disciples that w- those disciples didn't get to read the story beforehand. Right? Because we're so often, wow, Jesus is going to get up and he's going to get up there and calm the storm. They didn't know that. No, we have to understand that. We are so, a lot of us are so Christianese that we just we skim through the Bible so fast that we don't actually apply it. The fact that we are also just like them and sometimes going, what's going on? And that's okay. You will continue to experience untold blessings of God. True happiness comes as you pass the tests with faith and receive what the victorious crown of life promised to every lover of God. Every lover of God. I'm telling you, God is awakening those to fall more in love with him. You know, there, I actually just going to declare this, that I've been, we, a few of us have been praying, and, we've been, and it just feels like God has been speaking over us again of that, that, that hunger to get in, and fall in love again. Just to just even worship him, just to worship him. You know what I mean? I know it sounds funny, but just to worship, just to worship him. I'll tell you that, for, especially for ministers, sometimes that's hard. No, for real. Sometimes it's hard, especially like in a meeting. It's like, you're, you're, we've been trained in the sense, Lord, what are you doing? What are you doing right now? Which is a good thing. But sometimes you just want to get lost in him. I, just wait on him instead of trying to get some words. Or, or how often do we mostly pray when we have a need? We got to get past the need and actually glorify him. Even in our worship. It's interesting and and I, I think our, in our, this house, it's awesome, so I'm not saying anything about this, but, but it's, it, I love it. Jason Upton, I don't know if you know who he is. He's a worship leader, and he, he years ago talked about how often, he goes, watch some of the words we're singing. Why are we worshiping about us? Worship's about him, right? He's like, bring back the, some of the olds about Jesus, lover of my soul. Like, like it's all about him. We praise him. And hallelujah. I love that song, that we raise a hallelujah. Do you know that that song was written in an hour that we kind of feel like right now? A young little kid was, they were praying and believing to have him raised from the dead. And his, I think it was his dad wrote this, right? Or some, no, somebody on the Bethel worship wrote it. The hell, they did. Anyways, they wrote it in that hour as a declaration. Why? Because they know he's good. And I believe that this house knows that God is good. When you are tempted, don't say God is tempting me. For God is incapable of being tempted by evil, and he is never the source of temptation. Instead, in each person's own desire and thoughts that drag them into evil and desires and thoughts that drag them into evil and lure them away into darkness, evil desires give birth to evil actions, and when sin is fully mature, it can murder you. So, my friends, don't be fooled by your own desires, but every gift God gives us is good and perfect. We got to catch how we're thinking. We got to allow our minds to be renewed. Come on, we need to get some more discussions. When was the last time you sat around with somebody and talked about how good Jesus is? No, for real. He asked me that the other day. He's like, how often do we sit around and talk about that? I'll tell you, I got some good friends that that's what we do. That's what we do. We, we get excited. Man, I was excited for what God did yesterday 
I'll be honest, God did some awesome stuff yesterday during Dean's celebration of life. People got touched. People, things happened. Dean's life was glor- glorified God yesterday. So guess what? I phoned a, a friend of mine phoned me last night, and we just talked about what God is doing. Because that's what it's about. So we can look at one way and say, oh, this tragedy happened. Or we can say, God also made it good. Right? At the end, all things are good. And we're going to keep on believing. And we're going to still be here for people like Norlin, right? Nor- right? Because we're here. We're family. Because we are his hands and his feet. We want to declare that God is good. You better make sure you're showing God's goodness to people. Right? When people meet you, do they meet somebody that says, wow, God's good? Come on, what does that look like in your own life? And maybe that's why we need to spend some time talking more about Jesus. I heard that phrase when I was uh, this morning in my office. He says, he goes, just talk about me. Just talk about me. Because that's what he loves. Isn't that what it's about? What's Jesus doing in your life today? What's the testimony of Jesus in your life. Every gift God freely gives us is good and perfect, streaming down from the Father of lights, who shines from the heavens with no hidden shadow or darkness and is never subject to change. God has delight to give us birth by the truth of his infallible words so that we would fulfill his chosen destiny for us and become the favorite ones out of all his creation. Favorite ones, come on. Who's the apple of his eye? I am. Come on. That's what, when you can say that, you start realizing your, your mind's being renewed. Well, what do you mean? No, no, I can't be his apple. Uh, uh, no, yeah, you can. When, he, when you gaze upon him, he sees you and fully gaze upon him. Have you ever met somebody that when you talk to them, you just feel so connected? Don't you love talking to those people? Yeah. Right? Because it doesn't matter who's in the room, they're connected to you. That's Jesus when you connect with him. But I'll tell you, he, he's longing for people that will act like that to him. It's true. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I spent time with the Lord. It was amazing in the morning. And then I just get, getting into the truck to head over here, and I just I just I see things sometimes, and, and I just saw the Lord. And he looked at me, and I'm like, "What are you doing?" And he was just sitting over on a chair in the spirit. I just saw him sitting over there, and he goes, "Are you going to invite me with you?" And it hit me. I'm coming as a pastor to go to the church to work, but he's asking me, "Is he, am I actually going to invite him to come?" It rocked me. I just sat there and went, oh, my Lord. He wants to be invited. Oh, I know Jesus, when I got saved, he's in me at all times. I I get that. So he's always here, but we have to actually acknowledge him. He wants us to acknowledge him and actually act like he's in there. Isn't there a song like that? When you walk in the room, everything changes, right? Guess what? He never left the room. He never left the room. He's here right now. Some of our biggest breakthroughs is just when you start acknowledging him. And we got to learn not just to do it in the service. We need to learn to do it in our homes. Like, uh, Chris isn't here, but you can ask him if this is true or not. We were trying to paint the building on, on Tuesday, and, uh, I think it was or Wednesday, whatever day it was, and we have a, we have a paint sprayer, and it wouldn't work. It wouldn't pump, and we've spent like an hour. We've got paint all over ourselves. No idea why it's not working. And good old pastors, you know what we did? We were like, oh, we forgot something. Let's pray over this thing. 
I'm no joke of a, like, ask him, because he can't, I can't go tell him to tell you something right now. So you can ask him. Instantly just start, we, we just tried it again, put the thing back in, turn it on, and we, it worked. We're like, huh? <laughs> We're like, like, honestly. Should we be surprised, though? I was. <laughs> I shouldn't be, but I was. I'm like, Chris, it worked. <laughs> no, for real. Because I was pretty frustrated that moment. It was more of a desperate prayer. It wasn't really like a faith prayer. I'll be like, it wasn't. But he's so good. And I bet you he did that just so we could share it right now. <laughs> Isn't he? He's like that. He loves to make a point. I have no idea what I'm going to read next. I'm just... When I'm reading this stuff, I, have no, I haven't planned this, so um, that's why some of the stuff you watch me, I'm kind of like, huh? Um, what are you going to do with that? Um, <laughs> it's so true, right? Oh, God, you're good. Because I'm telling you, we're going to start seeing more and more healings, more and more people touched in powerful ways. I was talking to a friend, my buddy Sammy yesterday, and he said, "Remind Kevin, don't forget, because he knows what just happened. He said, don't forget the word. He woke, it was actually his birthday last Sunday. I didn't realize it. When he phoned me in the morning and he declared over this church, he says, I woke up, and he, I said, Windward's going to see miracles, a summer miracles that are going to break through, to the, and in the fall it's just going to go to another level. He's just preparing us. But guess what? It's not about myself, Brent, or anyone else, or Willis. It's, it doesn't, it, it's about you guys. That's how the miracles break forth. Right? Oh, come on, I need you to agree. Don't put the pressure on us. It don't work. It doesn't. Because we actually are an apostolic house, which we believe in empowering people. And so this isn't about a couple people. It's about us. Because we're changing the world together. Right? We're going to make the world up- upside down like the disciples did. People are going to go, what in the world? What happened? They're going to meet people like Justin and go, oh my goodness, he must have been with Jesus. He must have been with Jesus. Right? Oh, I, I, I'm dreaming of the day that you're going to meet people in, in all over the city of Vancouver one day and you'll be sharing the gospel. Hey, are you from that Windward Church? Come on. Why not? Not because of our name. It's because we actually believe that we're going to affect the region. We're going to change and transform. We're going to transform this place. Come on, we're going to actually see transformation. We can start sharing it already. Just get ready for that's the first, the long weekend on the Saturday. Be here because we're, we're planning actually a huge event to touch this, this area here. Of September, sorry. Of September, long weekend. I wasn't planning to share that right this moment. But literally, we are going to have a, and God is providing incredible just resource for it. Now, I don't know yet. We haven't decided if you guys can win it, but there's already like a 70-inch TV been donated, stuff like that kind of stuff. So that's for the, it's for the, it's for the region. Justin's going to probably win it now, but um, that's okay. No, it's cool because we actually want to transform this place. It's great that we can get together, but we're here for a purpose, and that is to actually to start to learn and believe this stuff so it becomes so reality that, inst- that all, man, I, we can just come here and just constantly sharing the gospel message because people are going to bring so many unsaved people. Right? Why not? Why not? We're touching this place. We're going to get back. I'll, just a little 
thing is that before COVID happened, we were actually getting re- quite connected with some stuff here in Aldergrove and favor with them. I don't believe it was a coincidence that when the t- off- police officers came when we were closed um, during COVID, <laughs> we're online, I'm being careful. And they came, and the first thing, I, wa- I was the first one up there, and they looked at me and said, don't worry, we're not going to cause trouble. Why? Because we knew who those guys were. Because months before COVID, the police donated towards one of our outreaches. They were actually, just before COVID, they were going to borrow our bouncy castle for one of their events. Why? Because we're actually touching and connecting. And we're not going to lose that. We're going to just go another level. So on that day, it's awesome. We're actually getting tons of school supplies because we're inviting a lot of the, the lower income connections that we have in the city here, and we're going to supply all their school supplies. Come on. Who? Come on. Who was there on a uh, couple of, before COVID? That was like years ago already when we did that. There, Jeremy. Jeremy's the man. Yeah, the one kinsman. Yeah. Come on. This is going to go a whole nother level. Whole nother level. Oh, why? Because God is good. Where was I? I have no idea. Um, let's see what's in this one. <laughs> Brent's probably watching. Going, what are you doing, Kevin? <laughs> no, he, he'd be like, come on. He would. He'd celebrate. Okay, he really doesn't. Everything's closed. Um, <laughs> that's, that is strange, um, but, Second uh, Corinthians 10, 3 to 6, this is something we can't, you hear a lot around here, because it's such a powerful verse. For though we live in the natural realm, we don't wage a military campaign employing human weapons, using manipulation to achieve our aims. Instead, our spiritual weapons are energized with divine power to effectively dismantle the defenses behind which people hide. We can demolish every deceptive fantasy that opposes God and break through every arrogant attitude that is raised up in defiance of the true knowledge of God. You guys, that's shutting down the lies. That's shutting down the stuff the enemy's trying to throw at you. You guys, if it isn't good, it's not God. No, if, it, if it's not, oh, that, this is not to any of you. This is for somebody watching. But if, if you're doing stuff and you feel it's God, but it's hurting people around you, it's probably not God. Like those that are close to you, and if you're doing something that you feel is God, and you're using that God card all the time, and it's hurting people, then maybe you should get some accountability. No, Really? We have to. We have to have people in our lives that we actually trust enough to say, hey, I think you're a little off. Not because you're, like, bring condemnation, but no, because they believe in you. Why? Because God's good. And if God's good, he doesn't want, if if your your fired upness for Jesus is hurting everybody around you, that's probably not Jesus. Have you ever thought of that? You'd You'd be surprised. I hear about these kind of things sometimes. No, it is true. But God said it. Okay, then why is, like, you're bankrupt now? Well, God told me to do that. Really? So where's the resources now? I don't know. Can you pay for the bills? You know, that's real. these are true stories. No names, of course. But people are, well, we have to. God is good, 
but he actually wants us to get wisdom, right? He makes all things good, but he gave us this free will thing that sometimes if we just decide to not actually listen and abide to the Word of God, we can derail a little bit, but guess what? We can come back on track. And the coolest thing is that he rewrites history. He rewrites history. One of my favorite things was yesterday at Dean's Celebration of Life was actually getting to connect with and some of the people here and, and tell them how much their dad changed or, or other people, like their family, like they, didn't, they didn't, hadn't been around Dean as much lately. How much she had changed. And I love it because we don't even, I, I, it's hard to remember the other stuff. Why? Because we've been renewing our mind and God had totally, testimony's testimony. You guys, Last years, Dean lived a life fully going after Jesus, not falling back into stuff. Man, I knew him for over 10 years. I remember some of the stuff. He still loved, he, was go- he wanted so bad, but I'm telling you that he kept on going after, and that's what we have to do. We have to keep on going after it, uh, believing that he is real and that God's word's real, and I watched a man completely change. Come on, that's a testimony. And it wasn't a testimony, oh, he just kind of kept on going. No, he was 100% the other way. Like 100% the other way. But, why, but if you talk to in stuff, there's a reason. Why? Because he, you go look at his Bible, the thing's falling apart. The guy's reading the word. You go listen, he talks about it. He just wanted to worship. He surrounded himself with the Lord. Why? Because pe- some people have addictive personalities. And he got addicted to Jesus. He did, right? Come on. We can demolish every deceptive fantasy that opposes God and break through every arrogant attitude that is raised up in defiance of the true knowledge of God. We capture like prisoners of war every what? Thought. Every arrogant attitude that is raised up in defiance of the true knowledge of God. We capture like prisoners of war every thought and insist that it bow in obedience to the anointed one. Come on. Man, if you're, getting, if you're struggling with these lies about you and telling you how bad you are, realize the devil's mad. Because that ain't Jesus. There's no condemnation in Christ. There's no con- He will not, if it ain't good, it's not from him. So get excited. That's what I do. I've chosen. When, when you feel the warfare, you get around me. Some people get frustrated with me. They're like, why are you getting excited? Because I'm the tax on. Man, I get, I get super excited. You know how, if you really know me, you get re- I get really excited if I find out people come, oh, Kevin, Kevin, there's a witch in the room. Who's oh, sweet, where? Why? Because I know, I'm like, man, I want them to be filling this place up because they're so scared of what's going on here. No, for real. If the devil, the devil is stupid, so if we start moving in power, he's going to try to bring destruction. But I believe that we're a house that's solid on the word. I'm not worried about that. Get them saved. I love Bobby Connor always says they're just out of they're just out of their calling. A prophet out of their calling. Come on. I know a high level warlock named Ian Clayton. I haven't seen him for years, but he used to come here way back at Abbotsford. That guy was in New Zealand, one of the highest levels, like all over the place. He got radically saved. You want to know what his testimony was? You know how big our God is. He was infiltrating a church. And this guy, I won't get into it because I don't glorify the devil, but he was doing some crazy stuff. This guy could astral project everything, all that stuff, right? He, so he, he wasn't just some low-level whatever. He's in a meeting, 
And the difference between a believer and a non-believer, he told me. I, you learn because I, I was never saying this. So it's that they can't receive the Spirit, right? Right? So he's in a prayer meeting where he thinks he's infiltrating, and the presence of God starts coming in. Guess what happens? He, he kind of first looks like a good Christian because he's falling to the ground. No, because it hurts. It hurts. He says he was so much pressure on him and he's down. And all they could do is he said he was lying on the ground in pain and he looks and there's a young girl, just a little kid, in the glory. And he said, and he saw in the spirit because he was just open to the spirit. And she had more authority and more power than he's ever had. And he shifted. Whoa, I feel that. He shifted. Why? Because God's good. So we don't need to fear the enemy. Actually, some of us need to get, I, I have, I'm getting back to some of my roots, man. I used to, people, people say I was a little too zealous, but that's okay. I want to be on the most wanted list in hell. Come on. Come on. Most of us, <laughs> the devil has no clue that he exists. Come on. Probably doesn't even know who I am, so that's good. But I'm going to make a change because I want to see so many souls won, so many healed. Come on. Let's do some damage. I love what Chris Walton said after, he, of course, he's so close to Benny Johnson. And he said, um, first we'll mourn and then we're going to fight. We fight the good faith. Right? So I actually looked it up in worship because I thought it would be good. I like having the word. I'm a good Baptist Mennonite boy, right? So it's very important. So it says somewhere, First um, Timothy 6, I think it was 11, 12. Uh, Timothy, you are God's man, so run from all these errors. Instead, chase after true holiness, justice, faithfulness, love, hope, and tender humility. So fight with faith for the winner's prize. Lay your hands upon eternal life, so which you were called and about which you made the good confession before the multitude of witnesses. That's what we're doing now. We're rising up, and we're saying, uh-oh, you woke it up the giant. Yeah, that's right, because we're giant killers. <laughs> Come on. Come on, because we want to affect this, this region. We want to transform it. I want, I want the lower mainland to be like Reading, where there, there's, I don't know if you know, there's articles written, and people are talking about it. Like, well, how is this city of a hundred and some thousand people being one of the most like, known cities in the sense of like a blessing and things happening? Because some people decide to rise up. And the cool thing about Bethel, we talk about Bethel, but the cool, there's something a lot of people don't understand about Bethel is, is that their motive was never to become a name. That's one of the best, if you ever connect with Bill and read his stuff, it, it makes people upset because Bill's personality, he is so not about being a name. He's all about the presence and actually seeing heaven on earth. And that's what changes it. It can't be our motive. Oh, we want to, we just want to be known. No, we want Jesus to be known. And if we really believe and truly believe, truly believe what the Word of God says about what, His goodness and about what He wants to do, then we will truly want to share it. No, that's a challenge. we got to get real with ourselves and say, how much do I believe? Because when you have something that you truly believe in, you want to tell the world about it. It doesn't take much to turn us all into evangelists. Right? Come on. We've all been saved. Why? Because what he did for us. Not because of anyone, anyone. Not one of us is greater than the other. We're all great in his eyes. And he wants others to come. He desires none shall perish. None, right? Whew. 
Where was I? No idea. So, I think we're just going to have some fun here. Um, <laughs> yeah, let's just, hey, where's the music guy? Let's do that. <laughs> the music guy. I'll do Brent. Yeah, it's awesome. God, you were faithful. And we declare your faithfulness this morning. You guys want to just stand? I want to keep it simple. The gospel is quite simple. Jesus Christ died and rose again. And then he said, come follow me. Luke 5, 1 to 11 in the, in, the, in the Passion Translation. On one occasion, Jesus was preaching to a crowd on the shore of Lake, Gal- Lake Galilee. A vast multitude of people was punishing, push, punishing, pushing to get close to Jesus to hear the word of God. Come on, people want to get close to Jesus. Don't be surprised the more you get after Jesus and go after people who want to get close to you. Just make sure you make sure that you always point to him and you don't become the answer, but he's the answer right? He noticed two fishing boats at the water's edge with the, with the fishermen nearby rinsing their nets. Jesus climbed into their boat belonging to Simon Peter and said to him, let me use your boat. Come on, I think some people today, God's saying, let me use your boat. Let me use your life. Push it offshore distance away from the shore so I can speak to the crowd. Jesus sat down and taught the people from the boat. When he had finished, he said to Peter, now row out to deep, cast your nets, and you will catch a great catch. But master, Peter replied, we've just come back from fishing all night and didn't catch a thing. How often we say that. Oh God, I'm tired. I got a lot to do today. I don't want to wake up and spend time with you. I got an hour left to sleep. No, no, come on. I have the silence. No, it's true. How often he's saying, can I use your, listen to me. I because the thing about God is he always gives you more than you give him. It's just his nature. So the, he used their boat. And it's almost like God's like, okay, I'm going to pay rent now on that thing. Of course he doesn't need to, but that's just who he is. He's like, okay, you let me into your life, now I'm going to show my goodness. And he says, Peter replied, we just come back from fishing all night and didn't catch a thing, but if you insist... Come on, if I, I trust you, God. I trust you today. We'll go out again and let down our nets because of your word. We may not understand it, but your word says this. Your word says that you heal. Your word says that you are living and active today. Your word says that you've given us resurrection life. When they pulled up their nets, they were shocked to see a huge catch of fish, and their nets were ready to burst. Come on, I think we're getting ready for that in this season. Let's declare that. It, our breakthrough. They waved to their business partners and other boats for help. I love this because you know what? God's heart is always not just to bless one, to bless all. He said, come on and make sure that's our heart. You can't open things up, open it for others. That could be many different things in your life. You'll watch it multiply. They ended up completely filling both their boats with fish until they began to sink. Don't you love that? I love this about God. Those friends of theirs had nothing to do. They didn't lend out their boat. 
they didn't say yes. But because somebody else's obedience, those around you get blessed. When Simon Peter saw this astonishing miracle, he knelt at Jesus' feet and begged him, go away from me, master, for I'm a sinful man. Man, their presence will change you. Simon Peter and the other fishermen, including his fishing partners, Jacob and John, the sons of Zebedee, were all struck over the miracle of catch of fish. Jesus answered, do not yield to your fear, Simon. Don't yield to it. But now on you will catch what? Men for salvation. Even when he's saying, oh my, well, who am I? God says, no, I see who you are. He sees you here when we're... He sees each one of you today and saying, you know what? No matter what's happened in this last week, you, it's time to rise up. No matter, you are called to heal the sick. You're called to, to raise the dead. You're called to, to see the kingdom of heaven advance. After pulling their boats to the shore, they left everything behind and what followed Jesus. That is his heart's cry. We say we follow you. We follow you. We invite you in every situation and we want to follow you. So, Lord God, if there's anything in our lives that we have allowed to get or distract us and we're not following you, Lord God, we shift today. We choose to shift our focus back on you, to put our gaze upon you. Because as we gaze upon him, as we gaze upon you, Lord, you bring peace. Lord, I just thank you for the peace that transcends all understanding that's coming over people right now in this room. Lord, I thank you that even today, God, that each one, that if there needs to be a breakthrough in your life, that we just, it's just acknowledging and saying, God, I ask you to come. Jesus, step into that situation. Step into that situation. I love it. Becky was sharing that in transition. Focus on him. We focus on him. It's so easy to want to just quickly run to the next thing. But let's stop and rest and look at him and gaze upon him. So I'm going to release you guys today in the power of Jesus Christ. Holy Spirit, I just ask that you just flood them right now. The top of the head to the bottom of their feet, Lord God. I ask that you just release your spirit without measure upon them, God. Lord God, that, that there be a hunger and a desire for more of you, Lord God. I pray for that gift of hunger to come over this, this house and this region, Lord God. That it be a gift of hunger that we would not be satisfied for yesterday's manna, but we would live for today. And we would have hope today because you are a good God. You are a good God. Thank you, guys. Can I have the ministry team come on up? If you need a healing, if you need a touch, you need a word, the ministry team, come line up. These guys carry it right here. Because they're all Jesus lovers. So be blessed. Love you guys. Have an incredible week. Amen.